before we got onto the episode, I'd like to address something quickly. Um, it's been brought to our attention that during the last episode, where we were making fun of Pretty Patel for being an enormous shit, and Brendan O'Neill for being dumber than a rock, we made comments about Pretty Patel's appearance that weren't in line with the standards that we set to ourselves. To be inclusive and only judge people based on their actions and policies, never their appearance, race, gender or sexuality. Ultimately, we're mostly white cis straight men on the podcast and we're very sorry that we slipped up and made some of our comrades and friends feel uncomfortable. Pretty Patel is, of course, entitled to smirk, frown or do whatever she wants. Women should not feel that other people own their appearance and comment on it freely. Having said that, Pretty Patel is a gigantic Tory psychopath who has cited Thatcher as a personal hero, has argued for the restoration of the death penalty, has frequently voted against same-sex marriage and was fired from her last cabinet post for conducting unofficial, unsanctioned negotiations with the Israeli government. We make no apologies for comments directed at her awful policies and the pain she's inflicted on hundreds of thousands of people. Shitting on Tories is always a good thing, but that doesn't mean we can punch down when it involves their non-Tory identities like gender, race, etc. Tories should be criticised on the merits of their own shittiness and not for things that they can't control, and more importantly, don't harm anyone. Enjoy the show. Good evening or morning. Welcome to yet another episode of Podcasting is Praxis, coming straight into your ear hole from the internet. Uh, we are a collective podcast coming from the United Kingdom uh, and elsewhere, um, and we have a rotating cast of various figures to discuss the latest news and updates for you. Uh, tonight on the podcast are... Uh, massaging the figures and still only coming second, it's Xander. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alistair. I'm back after... Um like three episodes i think but yeah i'm here again hi and uh myself rob i am the unelected eurocrat and uh i am praying that you people finally make some kind of fucking decision hi it's natalie and i have general erections about general elections <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, damn and i'm john well, can i just say i've never been called a figure before i like it <laughs> a figure <laughs> And I'm John, and following my previous appearance, I have been to a liberal re-education centre and now have no opinion on corn-based snacks. Thank you. <laughs> no opinions, but the correct opinions, one assumes. Absolutely. Flaming Hot is the correct one. Yeah. Um, before we get fully started, I do want to make give a big shout-out to uh, our amazing collaborator, uh, known as at Grim Up North-ish on Twitter, um, who's kindly put episode one out on YouTube, but with full subtitling. So if you or your friends uh, are hard of hearing or have any kind of difficulty uh, jamming this into your ear holes, you can find it on YouTube and we'll put a sh link in the show description. Uh, so thanks again, Grim Up Northish, and we wish you all a listening pleasure. Or not listening. Or reading pleasure. Reading. reading. <laughs> yes, yeah. a... a, a, a a podcast, podcasting as praxin, a podcast podcasting as praxis absorption method. Some light reading for your journey into work. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't be driving and YouTubing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was supposed to be the future. <laughs> 
Now, of course, this is uh, the kickoff of the general election campaign. That will be the main focus of the night's uh, festivities. Election, 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 election. Election, election, election. It's that election, time. Election, election, election. Exciting six weeks. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Should we just six... make this whole podcast a screaming election? I mean, that was my pitch. Uh, I... It's an interesting campaigning strategy. I mean, it's all I've got written on my notes here, so... <laughs> yeah, all, all I've got on this clipboard is just the, ele- the word election in, like, 18-point font. I just wrote it on my hand several times, just slam it onto the paper. I wake up in the morning I... and palm slam an election. I've been taking manifestos and rubbing them all over myself. It's good that we finally got an election where we can just, you know, it just feels like there's been this build up of so much just, you know, shit on uh, on all sides really mm. and we can actually have some catharsis maybe mm. i mean it, wherever the chips end up falling it kind of feels like uh, this is this is the real you know uh, i'm sure we've said this before on the podcast and it's all over twitter and everything but socialism or barbarism mm. this is this mm. is this is the big one this is uh the one where we get to actually have Corbyn maybe become prime minister with all the uh, changes that have gone in, gone on in uh, the, you know, the yeah. back rooms of the yeah. Labour Party. I mean, no, I think this is genuinely, without a doubt, you know, the most, the biggest impact that we will be able to have. Maybe not for a generation, because there's always next time, but you oh, know, yeah, this absolutely. one is a huge one. This and one. I think if we can win it, if we can push it out, if we can get these, you know, pony fucking Tories out the window, that would be amazing. This one will change well, the country no matter what happens. Yeah. 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 Well, or the, we'll uh, just have another hung parliament and everything will be exactly the same. Well, or the well, Dems could get, get, get in and we'll go straight back to 2015 and everything will be fine. Well, all, and the all, Queen all, all, and Bond will jump out of the helicopter forever. <laughs> all of the actual stuff that's happened in the last few days, like aside, there we we do have some sort of early incl- inklings of good news. Where um, I think it was one hundred and twenty-five thousand or something. Mm. Um, one hundred and forty thousand. I think. Oh, it was one hundred and forty thousand people. Yeah. Uh, like people under the age of was it under under twenty-five? Oh, 35, oh, 35, Yeah. Uh, have um, people have registered to vote, so uh, that's a good sign because yeah, that's, that's the gonna, right that's, yeah. For, yeah, that that that's, is a demographic that cuts majorly. Yeah, it cuts majorly towards Labour. Yeah, can I can I start though with um, a, it's only a short news item, but a very sad one. Yep. Um, I I, I want to pour one out for a for a real homie. Um, Dick Brain has resigned as leader of UKIP. <laughs> Name of course, he, he you know he's very well remembered for the time that he um, the time um, that he was called Dick Brain. Dick Brain. And, yeah. And, yeah, I think that's all he's no, remembered uh, for. No, he's he's remembered for a number of spectacular things. Um, he took over from Gerard Batten, if you remember uh, Gerard Batten, who essentially uh, like who lost doesn't? the I entire. I mean, we all know Gerard Batten. <laughs> Was it Batman well, I mean, the one who literally battered some guy in a hotel that time? Or was that another guy? I think that was uh, I mean, helpful. It makes it easy to remember that Batten was the one that did the battery. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was Paul Nuttall. I do, and there was another thing where Paul Nuttall punched Nuttall. out. <laughs> so either Batten oh. battered 
or that's it's a very, nothing. Very, they're very yeah. pu- they're very pugilant names, aren't they? <laughs> Just a little note from the editor: Paul Nuttall wasn't the one that they're talking about. It was in fact Mike Hookham. Yes. Hookham, and he was alleged to have assaulted one of his fellow UKIP MEPs in Strasbourg. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was uh, uh, right after he he was elected. Uh, they found footage of him where he, at some kind of event where he was arguing that it should be illegal to distri- distribute the Quran in the UK, and that some British towns are now no-go areas for uh, for. I don't know, white citizens, essentially. Who was that guy? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 it was him. So, you know, and uh, he's he's just a powerful man, and we're, gonna, we're all going to miss him. <laughs> and, you know, his contribution to public debate. <laughs> uh, I, I hope, I hope he, him and Boris have a wonderful time in that fucking ditch. <laughs> Can we just, uh, to quantify it, this is... I believe it's the sixth new UKIP leadership... Um, campaign now that's going to be taking place in the space of about four or five years. Yeah, cool. I think it might be like uh, seven God. and three. It's it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, mean, well, I don't even know what we're talking about. Is because it's not like UKIP is a going concern anymore. But it's uh... yeah, yeah. No, I I have a short timeline for you. Uh, September 2016, Farage steps down. Then you have the brave interregnum of Diane James, who was there for 18 days. Uh, then Farage comes back for less for a hair under two months. Then it's Paul Nuttall for a year. Um, and he was also the guy, if you remember, who said that um, uh, he had family uh, in the um, Hillsborough disaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then very briefly there was a guy called Henry Bolton um, be- who was caned out after he started sleeping with a much younger activist known as Joe Marnie whose Facebook was full of racism essentially <laughs> isn't isn't Facebook just full of racism anyway <laughs> yeah but I this mean, is even more um, like overt racism than usual oh, um, more, more than usual so they've used the full hard R N word yeah yeah uh, <laughs> Then we got Gerard Batten, who took on board Tommy Robinson uh, as the UKIP's grooming gang advisor, which I'm not sure if that's... Was he advising on how to... They're advising UKIP on how to start those Mm. or, or, like, what the deal is. Probably the former. And then it was Dick Brain, and now we don't know. (laughs) Rest in peace, Mr. Brain, you will will be missed. (laughs) I could think of no better time to have a leadership election than just before a general election. <laughs> oh, may, maybe maybe that can be on the ballot on and everyone else's ballot paper as well. So you get to elect um, your local MP and also the leader of UKIP as a little consolation prize. Uh, it could be UKIP. You can be the leader too. <laughs> no, but I think we should have one of these people. But I mean, obviously not like as overtly and violently racist, but like as the court jester. Like I want someone with a colourful hat on with loads of little bells on it who just like runs around and does stuff like I think that would just be a good position RuPaul? yeah something no but like Mike Gabes probably I think he would be a wonderful <laughs> court jester like imagine him with like lots of tight sequins on and a, 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 a hat oh, and lots of bells on uh, <laughs> uh, I, I hope he turns up to his his count on election night wearing an outfit like that because um it's going to be spectacular watching that man lose his seat, which he has decided to actually stand for. Yeah. 
Uh, obviously, real real politic had covered that in detail. I mean, Big Milk is all the way behind him, so you don't know. But he's he's. Um, I mean, he was proper salty in uh, in Parliament about, yeah. about. He's always salty in Parliament. I mean, <laughs> sort of. He obviously he defected away from Labour, but then other people double defect, and they're proper bad. <laughs> double not, defect. Not he did the exact right amount of defecting. Yeah, but I, the only thing is, like, I would feel bad for for David because I know David really loves um, Mikey Gapes, and I, you know, it will it will make him sad. Yeah, he's gonna have to find a new like little Tory, uh, well, MP mascot. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people who are not welcome in previous places anymore, um, Priti Patel's chief of staff was ordered out of the strangers' bar and escorted out by police. Um, apparently, after swearing loudly in the vicinity of Conservative MP Bob Stewart, no idea, um, he was then refused service and appeared to be punching a door. <laughs> Normal behaviour. Uh, he was then escorted out by police. But the way, the reason I want to mention this is that uh, this guy is uh, Priti Patel's chief of staff, Lady Law and Order. <laughs> wow, it's uh, oh, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just a bunch of real ones that we really wanted to salute uh, at the very least so what else has been going on apart from a general election yeah well um pe- people's voters sort of um been disintegrating a little bit which is uh, a sight to behold uh, yeah Again, choosing the... the perfect timing for it as well <laughs> well i mean uh they were pretty much an amalgamation of people who wanted to uh try and cook like uh force by you know create by sheer force of will a, a new oppositional opposition party on um not even on the outskirts of labor but like instead of labor uh so are, are you saying I, we need a new centrist party uh, well, yes. if I was if I was one of the um, numerous splinter groups of the former People's Vote people, I would probably be saying that. Yes. Yeah. No. I, I mean, essentially, um, the the Open Britain thing has essentially been the island of broken toys of all the centrist right progress melts that are no longer welcome in uh, the halls of power now that you know the the Stalinist Trotskyists are are in charge. <laughs> And they've decided to take the mantle of the Trotskyists by uh, splintering into a thousand different little groups. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the minutes of those meetings! Oh, did they, I, I didn't. I didn't read them to be honest because it was so fucking much of it. But there was like uh, the minutes for some meeting that they had were just bonkers. Like how? <laughs> Didn't it just like oh, some of their meetings just take place in like a living room? Yeah, uh, it was a cafe. I think they were, they had like some meeting or another. Yes, no, they did. Um, that was they had a meeting. This was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because um, what happened was that Roland Rudd, the chairman of Open Britain, which is like the umbrella corp for like uh, uh, vote remain better in Europe, a bunch of these weirdo like unclearly funded organisations. Um, that he wanted to force out the uh, the head and the head of comms uh, for people's vote, um, but he like he just he miffed the whole thing completely. And then he said, after doing this over the weekend, I think he said, "I will come in and address the whole stuff on Monday morning." Um, and he didn't. So except <laughs> what he did instead was like he went on Sky News and explained the reorganization <laughs> while the staff was watching. Oh man! But in a in a wonderful sort of near twist, what also happened was that while 
this palace coup was going on, he hadn't taken over like the Twitter handles and stuff. <laughs> so the Twitter handles were in charge of the guys who was had just been fired. So they were tweeting and saying, no, this is not happening. And then most of the staff, and apparently there are 40 plus people who work at uh, People's Vote. They all walked like, out to- like 60. Yeah, yeah, 40 or 60, it's like a ridiculous. lot of people work there. And I really want to know where they get their money. Um, and then, then they met in a coffee shop somewhere and they had like a different staff meeting or something. <laughs> I mean, I've got to say, nothing screams more we are the head of a mass movement than having your staff meetings in a press manger <laughs> If they were making Iron Man and Partridge shuttered... <laughs> well they were they were initially going to go to the pub and then they were told it's a work day you can't do that <laughs> well if they'd held it in the spoons but then they couldn't have because that's spoons and like you can't be seen there if oh, it wow, for yeah. oh could you imagine the optics of that <laughs> uh but he is, I mean, just to briefly, and then we'll move on again, but I do want to say this this Roland Rudd guy, right, who, he made a shit ton of money. I can't remember doing what. I think it's comms or a hedge fund. I think it was a hedge fund. So nothing. But this guy, he's just in there like a tick because he's the brother to Amber Rudd, Tory MP. Um, former Tory MP. Former Tory yeah. MP. We'll get to her in, in but a moment. Uh, <laughs> Peter Mandelson is godfather to one of his kids. Um Wonderfully, he turns out he's also a trustee of the Garden Bridge Trust, that literal oh. bridge to nowhere. <laughs> the, the, the bridge that never could. <laughs> yeah, the bridge that never could, but where all the money did disappear out into consultants and God knows what under um, Boris's reign in London. And apparently he was also one of what was then called Four Wise Men, who was one of his oh, key advisors of Tony Blair on what to do with his life post being PM. And I gotta say, that was some solid advice, guys. Not a footstep <laughs> wrong there. Yeah, it's, it's more, it's less uh, four wise men and more four horsemen of the apocalypse, I guess, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So you know, another 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 real one. You know, we're just pouring everything out on the pavement uh, this week. <laughs> An- another horrendous loss for British politics. Yes. Um, and speaking of Amber Rudd, there's some people leaving us. Before that, I did just quickly, uh, you might have noticed this because it's very late news for I spotted that I added to the notes that I thought we should highlight. Um, over with the whole things going on in Israel and Palestine, there's been a bit of an update with that. Um, the World Zionist Organization, which represents kind of a lot of the major Zionist movements, both within Israel and worldwide, they have just come out approving annexation of the West Bank. Um, oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's no such thing as liberal Zionism anymore. They're pretty much just going, yeah, full on with getting rid of the Palestinians. And so full on genocide thought, very soon then. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. Yeah, I, I just thought that, you know, that's very important to mention and not get lost among all the crazy shit. You know, in, in pro- yeah. you know, in realizing that we're, you know, we're caring about the Palestinians, we are all massive anti-Semites now. Yeah, I was going to say before, you know, we get some angry letters and somebody tweets at us, we are not anti-Semites. We just have a little bit of a problem with a with Israel as an ethno state trying to kill a lot of its citizens. That's all we have a problem with. If you have any problems, please talk to David. He's he loves that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, don't get mad at us. Get mad at David. It's David's fault. All right. So shall we move? Shall we say goodbye again to some more real ones? Yeah. Yeah. Let's. But as um, as we know, there's been a general election just announced, and as always, when a general election is announced, we have to wave goodbye to the MPs for who this will be their final time walking the uh, halls of power until they get given cushy jobs in the private sector. Um, Imagine them all standing on the on the edge of a steam liner, waving white handkerchiefs at the crowd as they slowly <laughs> fade away. Uh, and that fight. ship is the Titanic. I mean, these oh, are all the like, ones if, that know they're not going to get re-elected, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Um, so I thought, you know, I did a bit of a journalism. I've gone through the list of people, kind of pulled up some old facts and interesting little tidbits and such so we can get a real sense of who these people are that we're kind of waving farewell to um and to start we've got ken clark um who you will all be familiar with <laughs> the I'm daddy sure. of the house goodbye yeah. daddy yeah someone someone who somehow uh, has acquired this title of being a good tory when mm. if any any like degree of scrutiny you apply to him is sort of like he's a slightly less shit Tory compared regards. to most yes. others in and he's yeah, an absolutely moment. dire Tory. There was Tory one thing I found regards. which I thought really highlighted that. Um, so back in the late nineteen eighties, back when he was advisor to Margaret Thatcher, it was Ken Clark who was responsible for introducing internal competition within the NHS, which was pretty much the first step on the road to privatisation. So everything that happens, everything that is wrong with British healthcare, we can trace back to Ken Clark and we can thank him for that. Awesome. (laughs) And remember, this is the guy that uh, Joe Swinson wanted to install as temporary prime minister of an an alternate government so they can do a referendum, except that he said he wouldn't do a referendum or something. Yeah, he he, 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 does a deal, I think, or do a very similar deal. Does he want Brexit? Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't he, want Brexit so much as he wants to. If we're going to do it, then we should do it with a deal. So it's completely just incoherent. In, well, you know, uh, Joe Swinson's trademark incoherence over literally anything. <laughs> it's just an appeal to uh, say, oh yeah, no, this completely undivisive figure, former uh, cabinet minister to Margaret Thatcher, Ken Clark. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And it's amazing um, the, how far, um, like, the world has moved that he is now a moderate Tory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to move us on because there are a lot of people leaving and there's yeah. some really good things that I want to make sure we fit in. Um, so we're also saying goodbye to the likes of Oliver Letwin, who's been a very big figure in legislating away no-deal Brexit. Um, yeah, so been all right. kind of fair play. Um, Justine Greening, um, kind of a big name from recent cabinets. Rory Stewart, who we all are... Big fucking you know, racist. I was going to say yeah. love, but no. Um, Hang on, he, but... he just meets up with people that might be gangsters. <laughs> well, well gangsters. only, if, only if, because when they have a funny tinge, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's going off to fail to become mayor of London. Um, yeah, but he's he's on a walking tour of London right now. He's walking all the boroughs. He's yeah. walking up and down. Essentially, like he's a tramp with a very expensive well, home who will not become mayor of London. How many roads up? must a man walk down? Pretending to carry uh, his not camera. Not enough, clearly. 
Um, there's also Amber Rudd, um, as mentioned. We, we talked a lot about Amber Rudd a couple of months ago in the DWP episode, so I think I do, with that... Just, I want to add one small thing is that uh, she basically tweeted, uh, uh, I think it was today or yesterday, saying that she basically had no regrets. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Thanks for, you know, deporting a whole bunch of British citizens and instituting massive, uh, wide sweeping universal credit reforms. That's um, glad that you're okay with that. Brilliant. Yeah. No, no regrets. Oh, Everything man. worked out in the end for me, yeah. Amber Rudd. And then we have. <laughs> But of course, uh, I don't know if you guys all saw this today, but Polly Toynbee wrote like a, a latest column is like a fucking 500 word pay-in on the grace and greatness of the moderate Nicky Morgan, who is also oh, finally oh, leaving God, us. Yeah. So Just that's... in case like you're a brain melt person like Polly, like Polly Toynbee, Nicky Morgan voted against same-sex marriage. Um, it wanted to teach school children grit and resilience by filling by making former troops into uh, teachers quickly, which oh. can't you know work out poorly at all ever. <laughs> um, she essentially then turned into uh, a soft Tory, into one of the spot, into like the the rebels who were going to be against hard Brexit, and then obviously like any Tory, turned out to have the spine of a jellyfish. And then went to serve in Boris's cabinet and defended him when one of the many, many, many accusations of Boris being a sexual predator came out. So you know, thank you, Polly. Yeah, that was that. Uh, it's, it, it's it really is incredible. Like these are all um, all people. I mean, this whole list of people are pretty much people who who are lionized in the press regularly when they're all all of them to a man, fucking monsters. Yeah, they've all done. Yeah. They've all done the most horrendous, egregious shit that is completely unforgivable, I'm and gonna... it just drives me bonkers. Oh. Just thinking about how, you know, people just, uh, you know, particularly uh, the media and you know all the other liberals in the Lib Dems, obviously, will just happily carry water for these fucking monsters. The only thing, the only thing that's good about them is they're less shit monsters than the other fucking monsters in the Tory party <laughs> now. Mostly they just yeah, only want yeah, to talk um, about Brexit and nothing else whatsoever. I wanted whatsoever. to just kind of play off of that the case of Nicholas Soames, who has literally today done a little puff piece in the BBC about how toxic that modern politics has got. This is the same Nicholas oh, Soames oh, sh- who oh, is... I- one of the most sexist men in Parliament, according to a book published in 2005, and who tried to harass Alistair Campbell by calling him up and calling him a sex god and Adonis, except he was actually talking to Alistair Campbell's young son. <laughs> talking about the toxicity in politics, I just it's really quite interesting when a Conservative talks about... Um, you know, toxicity, yeah. when considering the fact the only thing that's keeping their party alive is the only thing they've got is the vile racism, sexism, blatant transphobia that's present in our press, which is cultivated uh, through Murdoch and his empire and, um, you know, the other papers taking um, taking leaves out of their books and doing the same sort of stuff. So... Forgive me if I don't believe Mr. Soames um, when he is saying that he's quitting politics because of toxicity. Because 
he is one of the cultivators of that toxicity. So it just fuck off, frankly. Yeah. No, it's 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 an. I mean, it really is an astonishing embarrassment that you know. It, it, uh, a group of people led by the press who were happy to call people who voted remain traitors and Ramonas and all that stuff. And yeah, exactly. Piss moaning on about uh, it was civility in politics. You know, this was your hellscape. This but I don't is, think which... These are your monsters. These are your creations. Yeah. But then I don't think we should only talk about Tories. We should also talk about, you know, what the one of the worst people that I'm genuinely happy to see the the bloody back of. Please say Kate Hooey. Goodbye. Oh. Kate Hooey. Yeah. Kate Hooey. <laughs> uh, John Mann's another one as well. Another. John, um, he's yeah. almost as bad, but Kate Hooey especially is just Not even clear why she's in the party. Worst. And like everything about her, there is nothing that makes sense why she would be in the Labour Party. She might as well just She's, go and join the oh. Brexit Party. Well, we know yeah, why. Yeah. That's where she belongs. Mm. Yeah. We know why she's, she was a, a Labour MP, and that's because she was imposed on Vauxhall's, Vauxhall's CLP in 97, or leading up to the 97 election. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Tony Blair's fault. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, just to be clear, kind of like, just wanted to say a few reasons. She's very cosy with Nigel Farage. She is a supporter of fox hunting. She supports tuition fees. Uh, she hates cyclists. Um, like, <laughs> just goes out. up to cyclists and punches them in the street. Like, in a London <laughs> yeah. constituency. Yeah, she, she doesn't think she just thinks gun controls are too strict in the UK because, like, yeah. loosening gun controls yeah. anywhere is just a really good idea. Um, no, she was dreadful. And then John Mann, I mean, yeah, he's leaving Parliament, but he's off into the Lords to work with the government on what I'm sure will be an entirely, you know, reason, well-reasoned, non-partisan report on anti-Semitism. Oh, that'll be fair. <laughs> I'm, sure, I, I'm sure uh, a man famous for, uh, or infamous rather, for being uh, talked to by the police because of his extremely racist pamphlet on gypsies. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, travellers. Romanies, and, um, I think. I think yeah. Roma. And, just yeah, I don't. I don't know if you guys saw this because like he he screwed off to the House of Lords. I think it was yesterday or two days yeah. ago formally. And what he did is he changed his Twitter handle from <laughs> John Mann MP to Lord, Lord John Mann. Mm. Like he he's changed his Twitter handle with his new title. He's not even a lord. Just or. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and then he also got all of his other tweets that uh, where he talks about hating the lords. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's a fucking Tory in all but name, let's be honest. Yeah, but now, no, but now literally a Tory. <laughs> so. Yeah. But then I do want to uh, briefly mention, uh, you know, uh, the man with the with the biggest genitals uh, from Wales leaving the party. Owen oh, Smith. Yeah. The, yeah. the man of who knows he doesn't know inches. the difference. 29 <laughs> full inches. Like the trident battery of the uh, Welsh Labour Party. Yeah. The man who doesn't know the difference between a frothy coffee and a cappuccino. <laughs> also, another one that's kind of like a name that's not very well known, probably because it's quite hard to pronounce, but I think is low key, is a really good exit. It's um, Clifford. Uh, it's Welsh, so I am going to struggle with that. Um, but she, you might not. Sorry to our Welsh listeners, we just don't speak it. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to insult you. We, none of us can just pronounce yeah. it. 
Um, but yeah, uh, the reason I say that is she was one of the big drivers for uh, getting the Iraq War um, kind of enacted and kind of building up the political support to make that a thing. So the fact that she is now gone and out of the Houses of Parliament can only be a good thing. Yes. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole litany of just shits who are who have um, cheerfully seen themselves leave. So and also Vince Cable um, and his lovely hat. The hat. The hat. Guys, hats are very big in politics. Oh, 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 hello. Oh, this is cool. Vince hats. Yes. Love it. Yes. Hashtag viral Vince. Oh. So we've taken all the information you've given us and we've come up with something we think you're going to absolutely love, all right? What do you think? I like the hat. <laughs> oh, another one of these just absolutely vile scumbags who have been uh, sort of rehabilitated post-coalition. Post I mean, one of these people who was just... who was in there, buried in there, you know, helping to implement austerity, uh, you know, wanting to introduce uh, a tribunal fees for employees, essentially making it much harder for them to get justice from their employer, deregulating business, you know, privatizing the Royal Mail. This guy was yeah. just an absolute scumbag. It was also it's also worth remembering that he was uh, a very high up executive in, within uh, BP, I believe it was. So um, uh, he. I th you know, rumored to have um, over well, not necessarily overseen, but uh, to have. Um, I'm trying to be very careful with my words here. Um, allegedly, 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 allegedly been around some form of the violence uh, that BP was involved in in parts of Africa. I think it was. Yeah. So yeah. Um, apart from all the other shit. Also a massive shit. <laughs> <laughs> However, we are also losing one more person. The Tory that now the Tories hate. And we all know him as Mr. Order. Uh, oh, uh, I think I think we need to give an honourable shout out to um, the <laughs> the uh, former Tory that every it feels like everyone in Parliament hates, uh, Anna Subri, who isn't <laughs> resigning. Or isn't, no. isn't. she not? Why she is that not happening? She will be in about six weeks, though. She's actually going to stand in her seat and she's going to get annihilated. <laughs> and uh, on election night, I cannot wait to watch her count where her sullen face goes, ah, oh, <laughs> fucked it. It'll be the Nick Clegg moment. Uh, you can expect uh, a lot of Nick Clegg. <laughs> All right. Well, as we, I don't think we're going to lose anybody real uh, in this, but let's move on to the actual main part of our show, which is it's a general election. Woo! Yeah. It's about fucking time. Yeah. It is genuinely about time, and it it's is. I know we said it at the start of the episode, but this is this ep this election is this episode, <laughs> and also this episode. But you know on which side we fall. But this is genuinely where we decide between socialism and barbarism there is no other choice there is no other way uh, if we have to win this thing because otherwise more people will die more austerity will be enforced they will sell off the nhs 
to Donald Trump, there will not be a new Green Deal, and we yeah, will Laura Koonsberg, be... I'm talking to you here. They are going to fucking sell <laughs> yeah. off the NHS, even if you say that they haven't got any plans to. It's not like they've got a big whiteboard with <laughs> sell the NHS written on it in big red letters and then underlined. No, I think they do actually have that. It's just they're choosing to ignore it. Uh, yeah, oh. wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah um, so Jeremy Corbyn launched the Labour campaign today, which we're going to going to get into in more detail a bit later um but one aspect of that was during the speech was he said that the tories were going to planning to sell the nhs to donald trump um then they aired a clip of that on the six o'clock news and immediately after laura kustenberg in a voiceover said but the tories have no plans to do that, which is just yes. literally bullshit <laughs> I mean, let's let's not let's not spend too much time on Laura Koonsberg because that you know it, it makes me a little. I mean, she is terrible, but it makes me a little bit uncomfortable because you know too much. I think has been said and talked about her yeah. in, in 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 way. Well, uh, uh, I I just want to say one thing. It's sort of a, this isn't specifically about Laura Koonsberg. It's just one of a litany of um, um, journalists. Is uh, it feels like they haven't learned anything. Like, no, yeah, they haven't. It is. It really is as if 2017, they learnt nothing. It feels... I mean, um, I only managed to catch a, like a small part of uh, Corbyn's uh, launch launch talk rally thing today. Uh, and I caught like, the uh, the question and answers section. Um, and um, like one of the one of one of the, uh, the fact that one of the um, journalists, I think it was uh, Beth Rigby from Sky, I believe. I might be wrong though. Uh, asked if um, you know if Labour don't win the election, is Jeremy Corbyn going to step down? Now, bearing in mind all the other stuff that um, Corbyn announced at that rally, what have uh, newspapers like the Guardian and stuff like that run with? Jeremy Corbyn refuses to uh, to say he'll step down if, if Labour loses, and it's just like did you, this is the exact same playbook as you had in 2017, exactly the mm. same. Corbyn yeah. is uh, universally unpopular. Policies don't matter. Blah blah blah. Labour are way behind in the polls. They're never going to win. I've seen them kind of just saying that to other like Labour MPs on the news as well. And you would have, you would, have, you would have thought that you know after the 2015 election where he was 200 to one, and then after the re-election which he won hands down again, and then uh, you know after and after and after that. There's any kind of learning, but there's not. There's just this, okay, the polls say this today, therefore that is God's gospel truth, and therefore this is what we must accept. And this is, again, the only thing we can talk about. We can't talk about the policy. We can't talk about the stuff that's actually in there. You know, the headline is, and the Guardian piece for the rest is okay, but, like, the headline is Corbyn doesn't say if he's going to resign, you know, as if that's the focus right now. I mean, there was this... um... Yeah. They were asserting I mean, that, uh, just, like, what they've been done doing after... this for the last four years, though. It's just like, yeah. when are you going to resign, Jeremy? That's all it's been for four years. It's the only thing. And the got. answer, the answer is never. You can't. Which is again why we encourage you know anybody still listening to us, wittering on, like go out, go campaign, if nothing else, but so you can spit in the face of all these pig ignorant people who keep telling us what to think and what not so you know just get some sheer satisfaction and create a better world mm. spite and you know love for mankind it's a good mix 
Uh, I just uh, this uh, this whole um, Workington man thing, which is what what what? what oh, I can't remember. Sorry, man, yeah, tell me who Workington yeah, it's man is. The, the Essex van man was one of the one of the. It's, it's like it's, it's like it's they've got like this like big focus group it's, bullshit. Basically. Oh, this is like the, no, the average guy, isn't it, or something? Yeah. It's like they've got a, it's like they've got a big roulette wheel with every single um person in the country on it but it's not their name it's like what their like stereotype is and they spin the big wheel and then every year some or every election uh, that one person gets to decide who forms a majority <laughs> Yeah 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 it's like housewives in southwestern suburbs who are married but don't have cats, that kind of thing. And, and went to university but didn't finish their course. Like, like, yeah, it's just like these weirdly specific bullshit focus group wank. I mean, it's typical like corporate market bullshit, basically, because they're huffing yeah. their own farts. And, and Workington Man, by the way, just to be clear, Workington Man is well, not an actual man, but is the is the target audience for the Tory campaign. So this. This was sketched out. It was put on the BBC, I think. Um, by <laughs> Have a... you seen this man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on the back of milk cartons everywhere. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a silhouette with like a question mark in the middle of it. <laughs> Have you seen this man? He, the with Tories a... can't win a majority without him. With a you must find him covering his face. What I love about this is the specificness of it. Like it's a white man yeah, over yeah, yeah, forty-five who lives in one of England's northern towns with a strong rugby league tradition. Not rugby union. <laughs> oh, it's, no, well, it's good rugby to, it's union. They don't want that. That's not worth much. You know, not going to no, win. No, it's got to be rugby league. Okay. It's, well, it's yeah, good they've narrowed down where he is. Yeah, Workington man uh, says, and this is a, a it's a consultancy or a polling company. I can't remember called Onward. Workington man, according to this group, favours security over freedom across both social and economic axes, but leans more towards security on social issues. Oh my god! So, oh my god! I figured it out! I figured it out! It's it's exactly like the thick of it. It's when, um, yes. it's one one of the early episodes. It's, I think it's like the first season where they get a focus group and they like what that one woman yes. was saying. <laughs> and they've just asked them what they think and they've lost him they've now lost this guy and they have to find him again uh, yeah uh, so he favors security over freedom which you know that's that's very comforting to me that the tories are going to run a campaign that favors security over freedom <laughs> because that's never a prelude to some really fucking horrendous <laughs> shit uh, and working to man is also skeptical about the benefits of globalization and thinks that, we ha- that there is a special responsibility to protect local institutions such as pubs and post offices. Now, particularly Weatherspoons. Me and Workington Man, you know, I think we can agree that that, that also on this podcast we have some benefits of the, uh, you know, some doubts over the benefits of globalization and things some local pubs and post offices should probably survive. I don't think. Workington man understands that voting for Tory for the Tories means that he's going to get the exact reverse of that, which is hyper globalization and no more pubs or post offices. <laughs> so, Workington man's a bit, you know, I, I, I can't talk about this man anymore. It's a fucking work of fiction. I mean, like, I mean, let's it's not be about the bush. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's, a, it's like it's like a straw man of like oh this is what this is who we're working towards. Well, I'll tell you what not... it is. What's happened is the Tories have gone to one of their business mates 
um, saying that, you know, they want to come up with something. Their business mate has been like, yeah, I'll find you whatever, get some bullshit going, give me a whole bunch of money. And, um, yeah, they've just done a deal so that one of their mates can walk off with a fat ton of cash. Yeah. I'll tell you what I love most about what the Tories have done, though, is their slogan this time round. Has anybody has anybody seen this one? Basically, the, I've not, the, I haven't the Tories' slogan is, Britain deserves better. Well, I think we can agree on that. <laughs> Hang on. Who, who, who has hell has been in charge for the last nine years? Britain <laughs> deserves better in brackets than us. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, but the previous Labour government... <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair to the Tories, they have actually been uh, adverti- oh, advocating for uh, Jeremy Corbyn being in number 10 because um, with, oh, their, with their oh, absolutely, oh. absolutely, um, you know, Powerful anything, social, media. So, social media skills they have mocked up a terrifying scene of Jeremy Corbyn waving in front of number 10 with Hall- Happy Halloween written underneath it in terrifying black font on an orange background it's Jeremy Corbyn it's an- as Prime Minister greeting a bunch of trick-or-treaters it's lovely <laughs> But it's a lovely photo of him. Like he looks happy. He's waving to people. You know, they couldn't have found one. It's just it's 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 a, it's um it's the next in a long line of just absolutely like you know from a Tory point of view, just absolutely botched um hit piece or like hit I mean, attempts they... at Corbyn because they just keep making him look really cool. Like this is and this is this is like the most un- the the most plainly uncool man in Britain. Yeah, <laughs> like, they couldn't even Photoshop a communist hat on him. Very disappointing. No, I was like, they could have put him in like a really cool, you know, Eastern European 1970s, uh, you know, generals thing with like loads of strange medals on it. Like that would have been a thing. But this is just like, yeah, that looks all right. He's or actually looking like a cool have, dude. They could have photoshopped in a Chairman Mao style bicycle. Now that's a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, I mean, I did watch most of Corbyn's actual launch speech, and it like it was just great. Like it was, it felt really oh, positive. It, so it felt good. really happy. It felt, you know, it was hopeful. He talked a lot about the, the the new Green Deal. He talked about protecting the NHS. He talked about you know, a, a sensible option for Brexit. And I genuinely do think that what Labour is doing is, is the only sensible way forward, which is a, oh, yeah. uh, a, a an improved deal with a customs union put against Remain in a second referendum. The only... The, uh, I, I, know, I know I've definitely said this on the podcast before. It's the only viable type yes. of second referendum there could possibly be. Mm. Yeah. No and, matter what Joe Swinson tells you. I really like that he literally called out Mike Ashley, Philip Green, a bunch oh, yeah, of these yeah. other absolute scumbags by name and said, we will not be governing for them. And I thought, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The whole, what, <laughs> he repeated this whole, whose side are you on? It's kind of like a framing oh, yeah. device. And that was so powerful. Just oh, kind of yeah, Jeremy. Yes. Us versus them. He, yeah. may, he may as well, he may as well have just like gotten pictures of like uh, Mike Ashley up and up behind him, pointed at it and just shouted, "Nationalised!" <laughs> yeah, oi, Ashley, no! <laughs> now there's a throwback for some older listeners. <laughs> but it was, it was, it, <laughs> it was just. I thought it was genuinely very positive, very happy, very engaging. You know that. I think this is. I understand that he's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Like I really do, but like this. This message is just 
Yeah, it's very good. And I think it's, it will, in my you know pig ignorant way, I do think this is something that if we can sell it on the doorstep, it will genuinely come across. I think this is also this is the lesson that um, what well, everyone really like all all of the parties should have learned from 2017 is that if you want to win an election, if you, or if you want to even come close to winning an election, you have to put forward a positive campaign. Yeah, mm, yeah. Like you have to say we want to do these things. We want to bring you, the public, our constituents, these things, and it feels like. The only people that have learned that lesson are Labour, and it feels like the Tories are doing whatever you know what we expect yeah, of them every time, which is complain about ge- Labour again for the next six weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, oh, Jeremy, Cor- kind Jeremy Corbyn, Venezuela, yeah. blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lib Dems are just kind of flailing around with their heads chopped off. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and nothing else. Weirdly enough, about. like sort of the, the the most amazing thing to me was sort of came later this afternoon where Nigel Farage had a show on LBC. Oh, yeah. And I think like we should do a whole episode on LBC at some point because it's such a, that that's would a be one. interesting, yeah. horrible yeah. thing. But he genuinely, he got the actual real-life president of the United States, Donald, Donald Trump, Trump, Trump on, my God. Uh, on the radio to say, uh, I think uh, Jeremy Corbyn uh, is, a, is a bad guy, he's a horrible guy. And I'm like, you couldn't write a better <laughs> ad... It is. It is like it's a it's a Labour Party political broadcaster, <laughs> fuck's sake. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's exactly like it's exactly like Bernie Sanders saying these are the people who haven't endorsed me, and it's a bunch of you know Wall Street fuckheads. <laughs> it's like these are these are the people you want to hate you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in the immortal words of of you know uh, FDR, you know, I welcome their hatred, and yes. <laughs> We do, you know, great. If Donald Trump doesn't want this, this is something that any like sensible, non-brain-melted person should really want. And it, yeah, just great, just fab. Thank you. This is one and only time I'm going to say this on the podcast. But thank you, Nigel Farage. <laughs> and thank you, Donald Trump. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Top work. Uh, I think I think it's great though. Um, how. I think it's uh, sort of an inkling of things to come from the Labour campaign uh, at PMQs the other day where um, they sort of, uh, Corbyn and Johnson sort of tacitly were talking about Brexit, but it was through the prism of the NHS, which is, you know, that's that's Labour home territory. That is what the what Labour are going to want to do. If they're going to talk about Brexit, it's got to be through this... Um, through this lens of what Brexit, what, well, what Boris Johnson's Brexit or No Deal Brexit would mean for these things that Labour are very strong on, so I think um, I don't want to say I think Labour are going to get a majority, but I'm not. If they were going to have a majority, this is a good place to be starting out. Mm. Yeah, mm. and and for for you know, I think we should also talk a little bit about. Between for, for our, our listeners and, and for other people, like how we can help get that majority and what we can actually like do, because this is this is a hugely powerful. This thing is only going to come off the ground. This thing is only going to work if we all put our shoulders to the wheel and actually get this thing going. And there have been really encouraging signs already. Like we mentioned it briefly before, uh, 140,000 new young people registering to vote, which is just amazing. Uh, Momentum put out a call. Uh, they wanted fifty. They wanted to raise fifty k uh, for the election. 
and then within 12 hours they'd already blown past a hundred thousand if i remember yeah, they got correctly like, 50K in like an hour wasn't it yeah yeah, target yeah. Was i think it was the target targets. was 500 yeah 50k was the target for the day and they got 100k in 12 hours i think yeah <laughs> Which is astonishing, uh, and I think they—I don't know if, if I don't know—I don't know if it's a record. I know I don't really care, but like they had something like fourteen hundred or fifteen hundred momentum organizers on a on a what on a Facebook call. It peaked at over uh, sixteen hundred. Over sixteen hundred, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wasn't on there. I don't know if any of you guys oh, were. I but... was. Yeah. It was really interesting. Um, kind of like the ideas they've got of kind of is taking the campaigning they were doing last time and really kind of just pushing that up to the next level so that they're just more focused on what worked and how they can really maximise kind of like the ideas that they had last time. So, you know, better social media. Um, they're going to have a bigger social media team, bigger video team. Um, they kind of done data analysis so that all of their work they did kind of going after marginals last time, they can really like maximise that so that you kind of get the best votes for your buck for kind of like the amount yeah. of time I you think, put in. I mean, as um, we sort of uh, briefly discussed at the start of the episode, uh, because, uh, you know, Corbin Corbyn's leadership has essentially uh, taken control of most of the levers of power within the Labour Party, we're not going to have perverse situations where resources are diverted to what are going to be safe seats instead of marginals where labor could have won at the last election You're so not gonna this, is, have... this is this is very much going to be an offensive election i think compared to last yeah. time's defensive one yeah. i mean yeah. you're not going to have like huge swathes of the plp campaigning actively against jeremy corbyn well kind of like or not as huge <laughs> but you, no, you're they, not going to see that as much i mean do no, the tories have their seats yeah, do the Tories have any organisation like Momentum? I mean, other than the BBC. They had Activate, <laughs> remember? They did it. They had Activate, um, who um, I upset one one time too one time too many, and they and they, and they sadly blocked me. But um, turning they... point. That's... Oh yeah, fucking Turning yeah. Point UK, which I doesn't think that's explicitly has... Tory. That's just kind of like neo racism no that's that's libertarian psychotic americans yeah yeah i think they're air quotes conservative Mm. like in that weird like american sense rather than uh specifically tory but they do obviously have a huge support for the tory party yeah yeah um but shall we shall we discuss a few ways how our you know we and our listeners can actually help out with this and obviously the first thing is uh you know if you have any spare change, con- consider giving it to the Labour campaign or, or to, to Momentum. momentum. Um, mm-hmm. And you can donate to your individual CLPs as well. Um, there's kind of like hundreds of different ways that the Labour Party can use your support financially. Yeah. So if if your local MP is particularly melty and a bad person, you don't need to actually give them money. You can work with Momentum. You can donate to the national campaign. So there are ways where you can... Spend money without, you know, holding your nose up, essentially. Um, And but I think more, even uh, just as important as money is going to be actually, is going to be your time. Yeah. It's going to be your time and your effort and your getting out the door, even when it's raining, uh, even when it's wet, even when it's snowing, even when it's cold. Momentum Uh, was saying that they kind of they're looking at knocking on two million doors 
over the course of this election um, in the yeah, space can... of six weeks. So yeah, just you know, just I mean, go up down the street and do that. We'll we'll see you later. Um, just re- just remember, you can you can donate, you can canvas, you can leaflet, or you could start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the purest form of praxis. Um, but also, I think it's important to say because obviously canvassing, going out face to face, it can be intimidating for people, especially if you've got social anxiety or if you have like physical disabilities, you might not be able to kind of physically put up with kind of going out and walking the streets all days. But, you know, things like leafleting, you can do that, just kind of pushing leaflets through doors without talking to people. Um, the Labour Party and Momentum, they always need help with like back end, with organising, with admin, data entry, things like that. Um, you know, even if there's nothing else you can do, you can always promote the Labour Party on social media. You can promote them to your family, to your friends. Even if you're not having conversations with floating voters, you might just be kind of motivating the base. But that's still good. That's still going to make a difference. So yeah. talk to you, talk to your weird racist uncle. Maybe get him to stay at home or vote BXP mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, <laughs> have a conversation with your fat nephew. Maybe he wants to, uh, you know, just say that Jeremy Corbyn will give him a free season pass for Fortnite or something. I don't care. Just get him out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying, what we're saying is, uh, be, do like the Lib Dems do and lie through your damn teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's that website is a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Be like the Lib Dems and lie your head off. Winning here. Have you seen their websites recently with their polling uh, and who you should vote? Yeah. We were about to come on to that, I think. Oh, God, Um, it's incredible. All right, can somebody sort of, for the listeners who may not be weird online obsessives like we are, briefly summarise what we're talking about? Um, I can if... um, Does anyone else feel comfortable? You carry on. Yeah, I'm just looking at the name of the thing. Okay, so it's an election. Tactical voting is always a big consideration at this time of year. Um, And... As always in recent memory, you know, you get uh, websites kind of advising you on the kind of best way to kind of tactically vote to keep the Tories out of power, as if Googling your constituency and looking up their Wikipedia page was a really big issue. Um, But there is a site called Get Voting, um, which is one of these tactical voting sites. Uh, the problem is they kind of weigh a little bit more heavily towards mm. the Lib Dems than might consider Just appropriate. Just a teensy bit. Um, and I mean, when I say that, we're talking about... They'll advise you to vote Lib Dems in constituencies where Lib Dems are the third or maybe even the fourth most popular party based on 2017 uh, in places where they amassed under 5,000 votes. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's For like every balls. Tory seat, every single Tory seat, they are suggesting vote Lib Dems as they are in the the best place. I think it may have been one Labour seat, one seat. Uh, sorry, one seat that they uh, suggested Labour. Uh, they did in my constituency because uh, we got a majority of forty thousand. So even they're not going <laughs> to fucking try that one. Yeah, if 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 Labour already owned the seat. Or have the seat, they say, oh yeah, vote Labour, I think, in pretty much yeah. all of them. Yeah, but they still if, tell you if, if your vote can make a difference, which one. is a bit... Yeah. I just, I just want to come in 
uh, briefly on tactical voting, and I just, I, I, I don't find it a compelling idea. I think. Oh no, it's it's crap. It's a bunch. Yeah, basically, it's a crock of shit. I mean, um, Servation put out um, a few tweets earlier uh, where they were talking about how they were commissioned by the Labour Party to do some local polling in Bath at the last election. And basically, um, what they found was that uh, they asked everyone um, if there was an equal chance between all of the three major parties, Labour, Lib Dems, Tories, of winning... Who would you vote for? And Labour came ahead of the other two parties by six points. So 30 to 36, basically. And it's pretty instructive, I think, of just what can be achieved if you actually vote for the party that you want to win. We wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't have seen seats like Southampton or Canterbury. Mm. Exactly. Um, but fortunately, there's also another way to ask the question, which gets you, which still doesn't get you the results you want. <laughs> um, imagine that you're Servation and you poll um, li- voters in Northeast Somerset and you ask the following question <laughs> and like pay attention to the question. Imagine that the result in your constituency was expected to be very close between the, the Conservatives and Liberal Democrats and none of the other parties were competitive. In this scenario, which party would you vote for? <laughs> <laughs> so if you decide to make a scenario up in your own head that has no basis in reality, would you vote Lib Dems? And 68 still no. If I were to abseil off of your house's roof and smash in through your window and hold a gun to your head and say, <laughs> if you don't vote Lib Dem, I'm going to shoot you, who would you vote for? And it's still fucking come back. still says I'll vote Conservative. Thank you, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> It's just such hypocrisy. Because so, if, yeah. if you were, these are the people that can, oh, oh, oh it's, it's Putin meddling in this stuff, and they've got the, this this bullshit going on. And like in the like seventies or so, they had uh, it, uh, their predecessor, the uh, SDP Liberal Alliance. They had uh, John Cleese doing videos about how ridiculous it is that people don't vote Lib Dem because they won't win. If they voted Lib Dem, the Lib Dems would win. And now this. It's just yeah. all, all flipped around. Nothing means anything to these people. If I oh. were the Lib Dems, I would simply get a majority of seats in the Houses of Parliament. Oh, that's what they're going to do it. <laughs> Joe, Joe Swinson has been, you know, very clear. 650 seats is perfectly feasible. They're not even running in Northern Ireland, but they're still going to get those seats. They're just yeah. that good. All this, all this by way of saying is, look, yes, polls do sort of matter because they shape so much of the narrative and they do sort of signal trends but you have to be extremely careful which polls you read what the questions they ask are not everything is trustworthy i mean there are some of the big poll aggregators that uh, the guardian's doing one the financial times is doing one like those are pretty reputable things and you can have a look at it but don't ever 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 let a bland national poll get you nervous get you down get you upset this this entire election because of the first past post because of the district system is going to be fought per individual constituency and a national poll does not necessarily say squat serious about your local constituency so 
do read some of them, the trustworthy ones, but don't freak out about any of them. And I mean that Ooh. both positively and negatively. It's really important to keep a clear head about this stuff. Mm. Quick, someone someone hit the breaking news button on the big podcasting is practice soundboard. What? Antoinette sound <laughs> Antoinette Sandback <laughs> becomes the latest former Tory to join the Lib Dems. Hooray! Antoinette Sandback. That's not Sandbach. a name. Like, mm-hmm. Never heard of her. I, I, I promise you it's a... It, 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 a it must be true because Laura Koonsberger said it. <laughs> well, yeah, it is a Tory. She's a well former Tory who's joined the Lib Dems. They Was now she... have 21 MPs. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think the last thing we should say about the Lib Dems is guess who's writing uh, the Lib Dem manifesto? <laughs> is it uh. me? <laughs> is that the only person they <laughs> could get? Be me. I mean, it could be next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Joe, turn. I am available. <laughs> I don't know. I might put myself up for like writing the UKIP manifesto. Nobody else seems to want to do the job. Uh, but that is Chukka Ramona. It is Chukka Ramona. Congratulations, yeah. Rarity. You the, the British nothing. Obama. <laughs> According to his Wikipedia page that he wrote. For shadow, shadow, yeah. for shadow, 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 for shadow. secretary, secretary. Yeah. <laughs> and amazingly, apparently the last time uh, he was given the role of drafting policy, I can't remember for what, uh, this was uh, he wrote a report... Yeah, yeah, was, for, yeah, for, for Cuckting. <laughs> he he wrote he a report forget. where he he put a, a quote of himself on the first place. <laughs> it's, it's it's like it's like that um that thing that uh, Reddit quote. It's like I'm not a professional quote maker, but <laughs> uh, he also recommended national service. No. <laughs> be in the fucking in fucking 21st century Britain <laughs> suggested by someone under the age of like 75 oh, no. and then it, it's just and then incredible it's like, so is, is national service going to be a Lib Dem manifesto <laughs> oh I, it, would, it wouldn't fucking surprise me at this point <laughs> gotta get the boomer vote somehow he recomm- as part of Cocktick he recommended that tuition fees should be means tested Possibly the only worse outcome than the 9,000 quid they actually saddled everybody with last time. But he did also um, recommend ending Prime Minister questions. So maybe there's is, good things yes. and bad things. It's yeah. in the middle. But if you oh. listen back but if, if you listen back to our um, Lib Dem conference special, because a lot of their manifesto gets written there, Essentially, we listen to a lot of it, or I listen to a lot of it, um, <laughs> uh, and I can man. pretty much guarantee you that, like, besides stopping Brexit, revoking Brexit, whichever sec, I can't remember what their horse is at the moment. If it's still revoke, if they're in charge, or if they're back to referendum, it's really unclear to me. It's Schrodinger's policy. You can't really tell until you open the manifesto. Yeah. Um, and apart from that, there's there's nothing. Like there is, they have no serious plans for ending austerity. They have no serious plans for uh, tackling climate change. They have no serious plans for anything except Brexit. This is entire. It's like they are literally the Tories, but against Brexit. That's the only thing they're for. There's no reason to ever vote for these people. Well, the Lib Dems are basically a subsidiary of the Tory party at this point. Yeah. And they had a wonderful, uh, uh, they sent out their first batch of leaflets with uh, Joe Swinson and everything, but it was a misprint. So they actually, like when you opened them up, there were pizza ads inside. <laughs> well, I mean, Joe Swinson was famously spotted with an empty Domino's box a few weeks ago. 
So, you know, it is just brand synergy. <laughs> she just, she just, like, just wandering the halls of Westminster, just like with a pizza box, just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right. Having settled that, shall we um, not go to our usual 100 plus minutes or whatever we do? Um, who wants to play some games? Uh, I like okay. games. I like games. Yeah, everybody <laughs> likes games. Does everybody like comment or commentary? Oh, oh, yeah, I, I did so well last time. I've, I, I always find Common and Corinteria is quite literally a mixed bag. It's some, some of them melt my brain, but some of them are just... All right. I can't um, do any worse so, than last time, so come on. Yeah. All right. For those of you who don't know, uh, this is our weekly game show uh, wherein we play comment or commentariat. Uh, we select a number of quotes uh, from the internet, uh, and the, our delighted participants have to guess if they are comments, i.e. left below the, the line by random people on news stories or, or opinion pieces, or whether or not they were actually written by professional paid members of the commentariat. Um, op- professional opinion havers, and you'd be surprised how difficult it is to to like keep the weirdos apart from the those who were paid to do it. If there's one thing I've learned through playing Common Accordantary, it's that these people don't know fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, could, most... I could, I could, I could poo out a better fucking article than half of these people. No, ninety percent easy. <laughs> I mean, they are the most overpaid, useless group of people. All right, uh, shall we get shall we get cracking? Go for it. Let's go. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. While the Grenfell Grenfell fire was still smouldering, labour activists were dripping poison into the ears of the victims. More interest in stirring up hatred and pointing the blame than helping survivors. It was horrible, and it continues today. I, oh my god! That is commentary. Surely, I think I'm going to go with comment. Yeah. Comment. I think I'm going to go with comment, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was commentary. But yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going with comment. Surely nobody right. paid for this stuff. Could have come up with <laughs> so that. So two for comment, one for commentary, right? Uh, I was uh, for should be four of us. Yeah, four of us. Sorry. All right. Uh, it was actually commentary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm off to a great uh, start. Anybody want to have a? I'll, oh. I won't. Anybody want to have a stab at which publication? I won't. Oh, spectator. Yeah, I'm assuming this is the article, but no, we would uh, have done mm. before the election kicked off and we changed all our plans. It's not actually. Oh. Uh, I mean, that's the worst and most vile thing uh, in a long while. But that's for another day, maybe. Uh, this is actually Sarah Vine writing for the Daily Mail. Fuck. Oh, all right. Wow. <laughs> it's just oh my god it's some of the most broke brain shit it's like oh well a bad thing happened we can't possibly be doing something about it in the aftermath it's, all <laughs> it's, very, very... it's time for thoughts and prayers okay yeah exactly alright exactly ready for round that. two oh uh, no <laughs> <laughs> alright if things go wrong, we could wake up with Jeremy Corbyn as Prime Minister, John McDonnell running the finances, Diane Abbott in charge of the police and security services, and Emily Thornberry representing the country. It's the ultimate nightmare before Christmas. Hook it into my fucking veins. <laughs> <laughs> That's so unimaginative. I reckon that, well, it could still be commentary. I think it's a comment. Yeah, I'm going to go It's with one of those comments that floats to the top, you know? I'm going commentary out because that was a trite enough observation. I think that that's just about covered.
two and two and two. It, it was once again commentary. Oh, it was oh. Dominic Sandbrook writing in the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we're not just going to like stare into the depths of the abyss and just like reading yeah. nothing but the Daily Mail. No, from no, now no on. that's this is what I do for you people. <laughs> uh, I forget how low the reading age is on the Daily Mail. We're getting all the hottest takes. <laughs> I <clears throat> I can't wait for a Labour canvasser to knock on my door. As soon as I mention Diane Abbott, they will run away in embarrassment. <laughs> oh my god! That, that's uh, do you know gotta, what? Do you know that's got to be a comment. That, uh, that feels uh, even more not even like the level of comment. That just feels like a tweet <laughs> that someone shit out. <laughs> it, I'm gonna I'm gonna say commentary out because that is. That is the sort of thinly veiled racism that is just, you know, just under the surface of any any sort of liberal journalist. Because let's not forget how absolutely in love they are with the fact that Diane Abbott got a number wrong once, two years ago. (laughs) So, where does everybody land? Commentary. I think they're racist enough to make to say that shit. Uh, I, I I agree that they are racist enough to say that shit, but I'm still saying comment. Oh, I gotta go comment. <laughs> I was going to go say on. comment, but Alistair's taught me around. I reckon it's commentary. So two for two again. Two for two once again. It is. I you know I get where you guys were coming from, but it is a comment from the BBC oh, Politics yeah. page. BBC Politics. <laughs> Jesus. BBC Politics is a festering hole. It really hurts. <laughs> it's it's quite it is quite fascinating. Just like this idea that uh, Diane Abbott is just like this boogeyman, like this mm. this like or, this horrid spectre that if you say her name into a mirror three times, she turns up behind you with like a can of um, <laughs> gin and tonic. <laughs> Oh, mojito, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I go canvassing, this... I'm going to have one in my pocket. But, oh, yeah, bring a Diane Nabbit in and just crack it open in front of me. This is a fact-based <laughs> podcast and we will not tolerate any any fake news. <laughs> and it wasn't the underground, it was the overground. Thank you. Oh. What might what might explain that Britain is happier than ever before is simply the fact that, <laughs> that we Anglo-Saxons value oh, our no. freedom oh. above it, oh, No, oh. no, it's happened again. Is, is this Toby Young? <laughs> no, no, I'm not even done yet. Can you, you start again? Over, like, you stop. Yeah, can you start over? I need to process. All right. What might explain the fact that Britain is happier than ever before is simply that we Anglo-Saxons value our economic freedom above and beyond its GDP or employment impacts. Economic liberty makes us happier. Oh, oh that, the, the, the mentioning of Anglo-Saxon oh. just immediately makes me think... Toby um, Robinson. To, Tony, Toby Robin, Tony Robinson? <laughs> Toby uh, Robinson. Toby Young. <laughs> Uh, like t- t- Tony Robinson's a male, but he's not that bad. Economic liberty makes us happier. I'm going commentary out because um, I feel like that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, you're, are you are you are you doubling down on Toby Young? I'm I'm going all in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with comment. I'll go yeah. commentary out. Uh, I'm going to comment. Uh, I, I think it, that that. 
somebody, an editor, would probably stop that. <laughs> you all keep sort of splitting halfway. It's very interesting. Uh, this, unfortunately, was commentary. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Anybody want to take a crack at where this came from? And I, the answer is not the spectator or Spike. <laughs> I think it's oh, oh, Spike. really like obscure, like proper fucking neo-Nazi. It's not Unless that it's obscure. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it Quillette? No, it's conservative home. Mm. Oh. <laughs> the oh, get out. <laughs> like I said, the things you know, David oh. and I do for you. Uh, <laughs> all right, this one is actually comes courtesy uh, of David, who's been down the mines. Um, Thanks, David. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, we didn't let we didn't let him out of the mines this week, so he has to stay down. They're getting tapes for next week and this week. Um, I am one of the so-called elite who is being targeted by Corbyn. I work long and hard hours, support my family, and don't rely on benefits or handouts. I'm not a banker or a millionaire, but a normal person. I pay more tax than I ever have before, um, but I don't begrudge this. The current um, government has the balance right. Corbyn as PM would be a nightmare for normal people like me. If you're, if you're a normal person, you, by virtue of the fact you're a normal person, are not a member of the elite. Yeah. That's how that works. That's literally how <laughs> words work, you fucking but, credulous but I really idiot. want to be a member of the elite, so just shut up and let me say I am. <laughs> you see, you, you were saying that they were talking about how they are just a normal person. So that means there's got to be a commentary at because they want to be a normal person, except they are definitely not. Yeah, they've got the yeah. yeah. <laughs> they want to be a normal person, but they can't stop. They can't stop um, only being able to eat after the sun has fallen, <laughs> hanging upside down in their clothes cupboards. <laughs> All right, I'll take your final guesses. Uh, comment, uh, uh, I'm going. Com- yeah, I can. Com- it's all it's commentary all over the place today. I'm going commentary on this one. Yeah, I, they they have to put up the pretense of being normal. I don't think a, a commenter would even discuss that. Is it just that. me going comment? It's just you, Rarity. But I congratulate you because you're right. Oh, it's oh, from BBC it. News. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we do one last one. Is there one more? There, well, there's two more, but I'll give you this last one. Uh, Brexit aside, the risks to Britain's economic and social stability uh, of a Marxist-led Corbyn oh, government God. are incalculable. Global confidence in the UK would evaporate overnight. Mr. Corbyn it already wants- has. <laughs> it already has. You- oh my God! <laughs> Mr. How? Cor- <sighs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like Alistair's making up for not getting his article rage out this week. <laughs> no, oh, it's just, it's just this. Oh, oh, oh! Break your fucking my brain is just literally just broken. Like, how can you say the the damage that Jeremy Corbyn's Marxist government would cause to this country are incalculable when we already have a government that's doing, you know, air quotes. Incalculable yeah. damage through all this uh, uncertainty through No Deal Brexit bullshit. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't really give much of a fuck about business, to be honest. But that's the kind of thing that businesses do give a fuck about. <laughs> global, sorry to recap. <laughs> global because conf- the quote's not even done yet. Um, global confidence oh, more. <laughs> 
global confidence in the UK would evaporate overnight. Mm-hmm. Mr. Corbyn wants a sort of state-run economy that has de- devastated prosperity and free speech in once-rich countries such as Venezuela. Oh, oh there it is. Drink. There it is. Chancellor-in-waiting John McDonald's repeated vow to bring down capitalism would trigger a tidal wave of cash out of the UK as investors take fright. Oh uh, yes, Venezuela, that country that famously doesn't have any capitalism, mm. never mind the fact that there are several parts of its economy that are privately owned. Yeah, and also never mind the fact that it's an economy that's been under sustained attack and embargo from the United States for the last 30 years. <laughs> hello, I'm hello, I'm an absolute moron that doesn't know anything <laughs> about how money works and doesn't understand that if you base your entire economy on essentially a monoculture of a... Of a of good oil. or product, yeah, of yeah. oil. Then, uh, when the people who pay you for that stuff say no one can pay you any money for that stuff, then your economy goes down the shitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, so where do we land on this? I mean, you gotta admit, this is some, this oh, is this great is some, A material. Uh, this this some, is, this is, it's a very long form some... comment. If it, if it is was a either. pure yeah I know I wanted to trim it but it was just like it's all you know it's all just pure diamonds it's just Rob Rob why why do you hate me <laughs> why why are you like this <laughs> I'm a Eurocrat this is what I do <sighs> uh, commentary at Oh yeah that Venezuela oh duh. oh it's got it's got comment about it that one it's got it's got all the all the hits, hasn't it? <laughs> it really does. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, so um, long, but I really think it's a really up themselves comment. I think I think. Oh, I've I've sort of said commentary for every other one, so I'm I'm, I'm going to break <laughs> the mold and say comment on this one. <laughs> but I, re- um, I do I do want to say commentary again. <laughs> you really shouldn't have because it was commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to take a stab at the publication? Oh, God. The Telegraph. Fuck's nope. sake. Spectator. Nope. Uh, it was Trevor Kavanaugh writing for The Sun. Uh, no. The Sun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's, well, I did uh, better this time. Ed. I don't care. Oh, all right. Well, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you all. I will oh. admit I didn't quite keep score because, you know, in, in the socialist podcast future, there are no winners and losers. When you play comment in commentary at, there is only losing. <laughs> yes, I got my exactly. participation trophy. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Christ. Uh, so that, that's everything from us snowflakes this week. Yeah. Oh, God. And, but just before we go, because there is one more bit, you know, if for, for the people who are still listening to all this stuff, even after having listened to The Sun and all that desperate nonsense, um, the deadline to register to vote is on the 26th of November. And you can register to vote. It's really very super easy. You can do it in five minutes and you can do it at gov.uk, gov.uk. So seriously, register, get your friends to register, get your dog to register, get your dumb nephew to register and promise him Fortnite, I don't care. And if you're a student, check where are you best off registering first as well. Mm. Yes, exactly. I know we just said register your dog, but we do not advocate uh, election fraud on this podcast. 
Unless you don't get caught. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Vote early and often. Uh, but seriously, yeah. like, just because, you know, we've, we've been for a lot tonight. I think, you know, we really <laughs> should just end in a really positive way. You know, we've got the fucking election that we wanted for two and a half years. We've got a. I've been edging all that time. Rest- on election on election night you're finally gonna come (laughs) (laughs) that'll make the live stream special election night stream you're all gonna view it live (laughs) this is why Dave doesn't want to do a live show (laughs) actually I suppose I suppose we should actually uh, sort of announce that um, yeah. we are planning on doing a live stream on election night. Uh, there are going to be a number of us, not a hundred percent on the lineup just yet. We're going to be going for as long as we can. Um, yeah, for how on sober Twitch. we are, alcohol will be involved. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's going to it's going to be it's either going to be a lot of fun or utterly fucking devastating. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either, either we'll way, back- we'll be very drunk. Which is the most important yeah. thing. It's not easy doing comedy to miserable people. So let's hope. <laughs> but either way, results. we will be back long before then. Uh, we will be uploading uh, the special on uh, the trials and tribulations of the video games industry pretty soon, I think. Hopefully around BlizzCon, because that is coming up over the next few days. So yeah, so look out for that. Yeah, they'll and, announce Overwatch um, 2 and all will be forgiven, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody want to say their uh, Twitter handles and stuff so you can haul for more people on your personal account? I mean, obviously, everybody has to follow us at PraxisCast on Twitter. You have to. Yeah. It's the law. You must. <laughs> yeah, it's compulsory. If you listen to the end of the episode, you have to You have to follow all of us. Uh, yes. I'm, uh, I'm at SA underscore Balastari. Um, follow me on Twitter and you can watch me de- melt down in real time. <laughs> <laughs> You can, yeah, I'm XJMAW. You can watch me get very upset. Liberals mostly. Uh, I am at Francis Wheatman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at Francis Wheatman. I, I am not on Twitter because I do not. Francis, want... please unblock me, please. <laughs> I need to see your tweets. I, I hate myself. I do not want to end up like Francis Wheatman, so I avoid it. No. All right, um, and I am where the hell is my Twitter account? I am at count R the. It's a thing. Don't ask. <laughs> and uh, I am at citizen, which is spelled T S I E T I S I N. And I'm a very happy man because Lord Buckethead followed me today. <laughs> oh, oh you the, po- your proudest you do, achievement. That's my. You do realize that? You do realize that Buckethead's a lib, right? I don't care. <laughs> He's an evil overlord, and I will quite happily vote for him. He's a splitter oh, from the one true faith. That's all you need to know. Hmm. On that note, shall we end the podcast? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we shall end it. Yeah. All right, everybody still listening, go out and be active and vote Labour. Ring doors, go do stuff. forth and destroy. Let's get this thing done. Woo-hoo! Get your fucking boots on. Right, power bye-bye. is yours. <laughs> vote Labour. Bye. End podcast. Bye.